Talk 93.9 The Eagle, broadcasting live from the Zimmer Radio Group World Headquarters. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry. Get ready for interviews with movers and shakers from our community as we dive in for a deeper look inside Columbia. Now, here's your host, Fred Perry. And good morning, everybody, and thank you for joining us for this week's edition of the CEO Roundtable. We've got a great show planned for you this morning. We are going to be visiting with Tony St. Romain, who is probably a name that's very familiar to a lot of you because Tony, for many years, was the assistant city manager in Columbia. But now he has become the uh, coming out of retirement to become the city manager of uh, the thriving metropolis of Ashland, uh, which really is thriving these days. Tony, good morning. Thanks for being with us. Good morning. Glad to be here, Fred. I uh, I thought we'd start off and just tell people a little bit about your background and uh, kind of tell people where you're where you're from and and your career path and how how you got to Ashland. Sure. Well, uh, people uh, when they hear me speak obviously think that I'm I'm a uh, Missouri native about my accent. <laughs> that's more uh, like Arkansas, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's more like I'm not sure. It's kind of a mixture. It's kind of a hodgepodge these days. I've been here so long. I moved from uh, Birmingham, England, back in nineteen. 19- 78 after graduating high school in 1976 uh, actually moved with my parents uh, from Birmingham England which is about a million population these days uh, to Fulton Missouri which back in 1978 had a population I think of about 7600 so wow. it was kind of a cultural and social shock for me uh, to move uh, from uh, from that kind of city to a very small burb like Fulton. So I, I didn't spend much time in Fulton. I moved to Columbia almost immediately and have lived in Columbia ever since, since about 1978. Hmm. Uh, I worked for uh, my first year, six years in the States. I worked at the uh, during the construction phase of the Callaway Nuclear Power Plant, oh, which has okay. been up and going for many years. Yeah. I got a lot of uh, good work experience there, working in everything from accounting, purchasing, cost engineering. Uh, and when that plant went online in 1984, I began my uh, career in public service with the city of Columbia in uh, in about August of 1984. Worked there for about 32 years. <laughs> wow, had no idea. What was your first yeah. job with the city of Columbia? First job was as a, a procurement officer. Okay. Uh, so I worked there for many years in that position, uh, working my way up to the uh, director of purchasing, uh, and then. Uh, you remember I worked under, actually worked under the mentorship of about three different city managers. Everybody will probably remember names like Ray Beck and Bill Watkins and most recently Mike Mathis worked with all three of those. And uh, when Bill Watkins became city manager in the, uh, oh, about 2006, I believe, uh, he hired me to be assistant city manager. Uh, so I worked under him for many years. And then Mike Mathis came along in about 2011 when Bill retired, and I worked as his deputy city manager uh, from then until I retired in December of 2016. Okay, wow, that's a, a quite a career path. That's that's impressive. I um, uh, tell us what led to Ashland. You had retired. I had, retired. and then uh, you did some traveling. Yeah, it was kind of funny. I, uh, my wife and I really love to travel around the country, and we also like to cruise quite a little bit. So after I retired, we purchased a, a 38-foot uh, uh, motorhome, uh, which we love to drive around the country during the spring and summer and fall. 
Uh, and it's kind of ironic that uh, I actually park my uh, motorhome over in Ashland uh, <laughs> and uh, over over a site next to the airport. And uh, probably early last summer, I got a call from uh, Richard Sullivan, who's uh, one of the aldermen uh, in the city of Ashland, said he had been talking to Bill Watkins uh, and uh, was uh, looking for candidates to serve as a as a city administrator for Ashland and. Bill, for some reason, mentioned my name. Hmm. So I had a meeting with uh, Richard and the mayor of Ashland, Gene Rohr, and uh, decided basically I could. I, I really wasn't interested in working full-time, so I told him I would accept the position on an interim basis, which I did in August of last year. Uh, a couple of months later, they continued to pressure me a little bit and said, I said, no, I, I'm obviously retired. I get a retirement through the Loggers retirement system, so I'd be happy to work permanent, uh, but on a part-time basis. And so that's currently my... Uh, current role, I'm permanent part-time administrator. I probably work around 25 to 30 hours uh, a week, and the uh, uh, mayor and board of aldermen are very flexible with my travel schedule, so yeah. it's uh, working well for both of us, I hope. That's great. That's awesome. I got to hear you speak uh, earlier this week at a uh, regional economic development luncheon or board meeting, and uh, you were talking about everything that's happening in Ashland, and, and I think that one of the things that really uh, impressed me the most, and of course, Ashland is, I'm very familiar with Ashland, Southern Moon County because it's part of my district as a county commissioner, but but I uh, probably did not really have a good grasp on just how much growth Ashland has as has experienced since the you know the 1990s. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that growth uh, trajectory and and sort of uh, where Ashland is today versus where where it was uh, 30 years ago? Yeah, it's it's amazing to me. As I said, since I took this job, and I have not really been to Ashland and really taken a look around the community in the last few years. You know, it's kind of a stop on your way to Jeff City. In a lot of cases, you stop and get a cup of coffee or a hamburger and go on. But uh, I, I have just been amazed at what has happened uh, in Ashland since, as you say, for the last, the last three decades. Uh, looking back in history, I think 1990, uh, the population of Ashland was around 1,200. Uh, and by the year 2000, just 10 years later, it had almost doubled to around 1,900, 2,000 people. Uh, in, uh, in 2010, that, uh, that population of 2,000 had doubled almost again to around 3,700. Uh, and as everybody knows, this year is a uh, census year, so certainly encourage everybody to fill out their census because that's very important uh, in terms of uh, uh, funding for local governments. Uh, but in 2020, we are expecting the population to be over 5,000. Uh, we're in the middle of doing a comprehensive plan update. Uh, we haven't done that in action for about 11 years. So uh, population uh, is a key portion of that comprehensive plan uh, in forecasting how the city is growing and uh, what needs we might have and need to address. So, yeah, from uh, 19 from 1990s, you said 1,200 to hopefully around 5,000 30 years later. So it's probably one of the fastest growing populations, I believe, in Missouri. Yeah. Uh, you know, early in the uh, the coronavirus pandemic, uh, the the uh, there was a threat that uh, perhaps um, uh, building permits would be shut down in the city of uh, uh, in in all of Boone County, and uh, you and I kind of worked together to keep it going uh, in right. uh, uh, the unincorporated parts of Boone County. Uh, but it's shocking. When you drive around Ashland, and if you haven't been to Ashland lately, there's a, oh, there's some great little restaurants down there too, I gotta tell you, but, uh, but, uh, you, uh, the home building is what's really surprising. Can you talk a little bit about the home building and what you've seen the last couple of years? 
Well, as we know, as you said, from just from driving around some of the subdivisions that have been popping up in Ashland, uh, I mean, residential uh, growth in Ashland is is literally booming. And a lot of the housing stock has been built relatively recently, and say by relatively recently within the last 10 years. And I think, you know, to me, that basically shows that, you know, the construction, anytime you're constructing new real estate, uh, it's certainly an indication that the uh, local Ashland economy is robust. Uh, and it's definitely, obviously, attracting an influx of new residents. Um, and that certainly seems to be the case in Ashland. Uh, you know, our median a- household income is around 65000 which is pretty high for this area. And we have a large diversity in, in uh, the price of housing. Uh, I think the medium home value in Ashland is somewhere around $210,000, wow. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty high. Uh, Both of those numbers are higher than Columbia, which is are. interesting. You know, your, your per capita income and uh, your household income and, and um, home value. So that's uh, you got something good going on down there. I think we do. I mean, we we do. The proximity to Columbia and Jeff City is obviously phenomenal. Uh, I think I heard a, uh, a saying that goes around Ashland quite often that around 95% of the population uh, in Ashland leave every day to work either in Columbia or Jeff City, which I think is pretty true. I mean, we have a, 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 a very diverse mix of population, but the majority of our population is certainly uh, families with young children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... Uh, you know, we do not have a lot of employment opportunities in Ashland currently, and that's something that we're seeking to change uh, as we work on uh, economic development pr- pr- prospects over the next few years. Uh, but for right now, as I said, uh, Ashland's population empties out every morning and returns at night, and so uh, it, it's interesting. We have a very uh, professional uh uh, population. Uh, most of them have deg- a lot of them have degrees. Uh, and as I said, I think one of the things that brought people to Ashland is uh, obviously the proximity that I talked about between Columbia and Jeff City, and obviously an outstanding school system that we have in in Southern Moon County. Yeah, we'll talk about that here in a second. But I, you know, I want to ask you as a city manager, you have to sort of sometimes uh, be a politician. Uh, mm-hmm. How you balance the interests of those who want Ashland just to be the same charming, cute little community that it's always been uh versus uh the, the 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 younger families moving in that want more services that really want ashland to grow uh how do you balance those two interests as a, as a city manager yeah that's that is a tough balance as, as anybody knows that works to work in administration or as a politician it's it's always hard to get a a uh, an overwhelming consensus on any type of issue i mean sometimes you're lucky to get a 51 49 and so, you know, I think what you have to do is you have to be as transparent as you possibly can be, uh, can be uh, on issues that uh, are impacting the residents and the community. Uh, you know, part of that has to do with planning. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're in the process right now of uh, finalizing a comprehensive plan. Uh, and that plan, you know, engaged a lot of the community to talk about you know, what their needs are, uh, how they uh, view Ashland currently, what they think about potential growth, uh, employment, jobs, opportunity, commercial development, needs like retail, jobs. And so all of those things are part of that comprehensive plan. And what that is kind of, as I said, it's kind of a 
a, uh, a conglomeration uh, of a comprehensive uh, conglomeration of everything that people have said. Uh, and that plan will be going to the uh, Planning and Zoning Commission in June and will hopefully be approved by the Board of Aldermen uh, in June or July of this year after, again, a lot of public discussion about it. But as I said, you, you have to engage uh, the community as much as you possibly can and figure out what the majority want. I mean, that's typically how it is. You're never going to please everybody, and I think that's kind of the attitude I have taken. But, uh, you know, the, clearly if there is a majority, even if it's a 51% majority, you have to take uh, everybody's opinion into consideration. And, and craft the best possible plan that uh, will be uh, uh, beneficial to uh, uh, the community as a whole. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. And, and But uh, I think it looks like you're doing a good job of it. Uh, one of the things that's attracting young families to Ashland is uh, really uh, what I have heard described by so many uh, is an outstanding public school system. It's a Southern Boone County R1 school district, uh, which uh, seems to be building new buildings every year uh, to accommodate mm-hmm. the growth in Ashland. Uh, but uh, talk a little bit about uh, your experience with the school district and and what what you hear from constituents and and citizens about the schools well as i said obviously uh schools is one of the big attractors i believe why people move to ashland uh, and uh, the city of ashland has had a very good relationship with the southern boone county school district uh i've had a great relationship with uh, their superintendent chris felmley uh since i took on this role uh the district they operate four schools uh, in Ashland, a, a primary, a preschool through second grade, uh, an elementary, which uh, carries third through fifth, uh, middle sixth through eighth, and a high school, uh, ninth through twelfth. Um, I think their enrollment, last time I heard, was a little over 1,800 uh, from kindergarten through 12th. And as I said, they have an established history of, of being recognized as uh, maintaining the exemplary educational program, and they've earned a uh, distinction in performance uh, by DESE, uh, who is the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education, just about every year. And uh, as I said, the, the school district is certainly sought out by families, which I believe, again, is one of the main reasons why families are moving to Ashland. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with Columbia schools. Uh, Columbia has yeah. outstanding schools also. But as I talk to young families and they say, yeah, we're moving to Ashland, and I'm like going, and, and I, I could count, you know, I have uh, on all my fingers, I can, I can count the number of families I know that have moved to Ashland in the last, you know, four or five years. And they say, yeah, um, but Ashland has really good schools and their, the class sizes are much smaller and it's easier for kids to, uh, stand out in athletic programs. And, and, uh, you know, it's just, uh, the overall experience is just different, uh, from, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the Columbia, uh, system. So, um, and they have pretty darn good sports teams, uh, don't they? They do. Yeah. <laughs> They've been extremely successful. They sure have. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, it's been an interesting, uh, interesting experience. I want to, uh, just, uh, we're going to, in about two minutes, we're going to go to the, our next segment. But I, before we, I want to talk about some of the developments that are coming in. But, uh, I want to just, just, our readers like to hear about, re- our listeners like to hear about restaurants. So I want to just, uh, plug some uh, of the, the new restaurants down there. So, of course, Woody's, uh, uh Pub and Grub is, uh, is always good. I had a great, uh, lunch there this week. Uh, but the, uh, is it the Skyline Cafe that's right there, uh, by your office? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. It and is, uh-huh. and <laughs> she makes, uh, she makes homemade bread every day for sandwiches and stuff, which is, uh, pretty impressive. Then you've had yes. a Jose Jalapenos open up in the last couple of years. We have. That's a very, very popular place. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mexican restaurant. And then, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the barbecue place that we're, uh, down, um, Trail uh, Boss. 
Trail Boss, yeah, absolutely. Uh, wow, I had a pork steak in there uh, a couple of uh, months ago that was just uh, to die for. And so, but there's, you know, there's another handful of restaurants that that people just don't think about that are um, in Ashland. So that's uh, that's part of quality of life. Getting down there, and um, you may not have a lot of sh- great shopping options, but you are getting some new restaurants, and and uh, they, they seem to be, uh, you know, adding to the quality of life in Ashland. So when we come back from this break, we're going to talk about some of the recent developments. Uh, that are uh, to infrastructure and some other things that are coming. But there's some really big news about uh, commercial development and economic development uh, coming out of Ashland that I want to share with our listeners. We'll do that with Tony St. Remain, who is the city manager of Ashland, Missouri. All of that and more coming up on Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. Companies. Inside Columbia with Ed Perry on Hot Talk 93.9, The Eagle. And welcome back to the CEO Roundtable. Fred Perry, your host this morning, and we are visiting with Tony St. Romain, who is the city manager of Ashland, Missouri. And uh, we'll um, continue our conversation here about some of the, the big developments that are coming to um uh, Ashland and and uh, what that's leading to in terms of economic development, but it, you know it's not very sexy to talk about it. But Ashland is getting a brand new sewer system, which is a big deal, a very expensive deal uh, for the city of Ashland. You want to give us a quick update on on the new sewer system? Yeah, it's not a very sexy topic, that's for sure. But I mean, uh, the sewer system is critically important, as is all of our infrastructure. And uh, this new uh, wastewater treatment plant. Uh, was approved uh, via a $7 million bond issue back in 2014. Uh, most of that funding coming from a, a DNR, State Revolving Fund, uh, loan. Uh, and uh, that co- that construction has been underway for the last couple of years. Uh, in fact, we first we started receiving effluent into that plant uh, in about February of this year. Uh, we're still in the process of starting up some of the pieces of equipment in that plant. Uh, but 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 in, in large, it's technically uh, uh, virtually complete. As I said, it is receiving effluent. It's being treated right now. Uh, we have a couple of things left to do, uh, some final dirt work, uh, grading, uh, planting of turf and things of that nature. But we're hopeful that we will have a groundbreaking uh, for that particular facility uh, in June or July. And so we're looking forward to showing that off to uh, all of our residents uh, doing some tours uh, and uh, thanking all of our partners uh, to make this thing a reality. Uh, as, as you said, this replaces kind of an outdated lagoon system that we have that was frequently in non-compliance with DNR and obviously because of the amount of growth that we just talked about that Ashland has been experience, uh, experiencing it was very necessary not to just uh, build a plant uh, to uh, satisfy our existing needs but to serve us well into the future and so the uh, facility uh, is designed to handle uh, an average flow of about 600,000 gallons of wastewater today, which is a lot more than the old lagoon system was was handling, and uh, uh, it'll be serving a lot of our commercial developments, which uh, I'm sure we'll talk about uh, during this segment. Yeah, it's. Um, I know that a lot of our listeners are sitting there saying, who would want to go to a ribbon cutting or a groundbreaking <laughs> for a sewer system? But, but you know, it, it is, uh, as a trustee of the Boone County Regional Sewer District, i got to tell you, it's pretty fascinating and and you go to these treatment plants and and 
Really, they don't smell. You know what I mean? It's one of those things, uh, which is sort of shocking. But uh, uh, it is, um, uh, by the time the water gets treated and, and, uh, I mean, it goes back into uh, our local uh, ground groundwater and and streams Mm -hmm. and everything. So it's cleaned up pretty good. But uh, it is, uh, have you ever looked at the numbers in terms of uh, if you currently have, uh, you know, 5,000 citizens, what kind of capacity do you have? I mean, could you have ten thousand citizens, and this and this new sewer system would would accommodate that? This is what's called a package wastewater treatment plant, uh, which means that you can add to it in various phases. Uh, I think we have we obviously built just the first phase so far, uh, which I think gets us to about six hundred thousand gallons of wastewater today. Uh, our average is somewhere around three hundred three hundred and fifty thousand gallons a day. But the nice thing about these package wastewater treatment plants is you can add to them, and so uh, we could add additional uh, uh, units. Uh, and I think we have planned for those in about three additional phases. So if the community continues to grow and we continue to need additional sewer treatment capacity, uh, I believe the numbers I've seen that, that with four phases in place, uh, it would accommodate a community of around 32,000, which is obviously wow. about six times higher than we are yeah. right now. So we Great. certainly looked into the future and we'll address that for sure. Yeah. Well, good for you. That's, that's, that's impressive. All right. So some of the new uh, things that are happening, I want, I want to start with the YMCA, which, uh, you know, Columbia does not have a YMCA. We have a great activity and recreation center, uh, but uh, Ashland is getting a YMCA. Talk about that project. Well, we have a YMCA already. Uh, I think uh, in around 2015, if I remember correctly, I'm sure somebody will correct, correct me uh, with my history, but I think it was about five years ago, uh, Southern Boone YMCA, which is a division of the Jeff City YMCA, opened uh, in Ashland. Uh, it's a uh, fairly small facility uh, that uh, is, I think it's around 6,800, 7,000 square foot that used to be the uh, home movie depot there in Ashland on Main Street. Uh, and since then, the uh, the goal has been to construct a brand new facility. And uh, the uh, in about 2016, I believe, the YMCA purchased about 15 acres of land, uh, which they are planning to use for a uh, much more permanent facility to be located at Main Street and Liberty Lane. Uh, they actually broke ground uh, in January, early February this year uh, on a much bigger facility, which I think is around 17 or 18,000 square feet. So that's really exciting uh, for Ashland and Southern Boone County. Uh, looking at the plans, I remember the, the uh, new building is going to include things like a fitness center, uh, group fitness rooms, a child care area, aquatic center, gymnasium, walking trails, and eventually football, soccer fields, uh, and the swimming pool. So yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's going to be tremendous for Ashland. Yeah, it's adding some uh, great economic activity to the city, but also uh, you're, as we mentioned earlier, you're starting to enhance the quality of life for people who live in Ashland. This is one of the things that kids will enjoy, uh, grown-ups, adults, uh, senior citizens enjoy, and so a lot of programming, but but uh, there is a relationship with the Jefferson City YMCA. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. And there's also a pretty good relationship with the University of Missouri Healthcare System. Oh, okay. uh, you know, I think this is about a $4 million project, and I think about 450000 uh, of that was donated by NU Healthcare, uh, as, as you probably know, the YMCA does offer 
uh, Mizzou Therapy Services uh, through a partnership with them, and that those services, I believe, are going to continue in the new facility. So uh, that's certainly an important uh, aspect of uh, good uh, quality uh, of life uh, to have those healthcare facilities here in Ashland, and, and we're pleased for that partnership. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. All right, I want to shift gears and talk a little bit about something that probably a lot of people have seen if they've driven to the Columbia Regional Airport lately, and that is the Cartwright uh, Technical and Industrial Technology and Industrial Park, uh, mm-hmm. which is there on Route Eight as you go into the airport. But that uh, that is land that was annexed many years ago by uh, Ashland, so that's part of the Ashland uh, city limits now. And uh, tell us a little bit about what's planned for that property. Well, you're correct. I mean, a lot of folks do not realize when they go under the underpass on Highway 63 uh, on Rad H, they're leaving the airport, that they are coming into the Ashland city limits. Uh, I'm kind of thinking we need to move our Ashland city limit sign all the way out there so people <laughs> have more of a realization where Ashland does actually go to. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was an important an- annexation that occurred several years ago. Uh, uh, it's about a 477-acre site that's currently complete with uh, all the infrastructure, uh, water, sewer, and roads. Uh, there's also about a 19, 20-acre lake on that site. Uh, it's very exciting. It was, as you said, it's called Cartwright Technology in the Industrial Park. I think the plan for that particular development, uh, when it was envisioned by Larry Potterfield, uh, the owner of that particular development, was, as the name uh, basically says, as a technology and industrial park. Uh, there are two spec buildings uh, on that piece of property right now, and uh, I can't say much about it, but there has been uh, some recent interest in uh, at least one of those spec buildings. So mm-hmm. we continue to respond to requests uh, through the Missouri Partnership and uh, other uh, site uh, locators that are looking to expand businesses. So those are still being actively market marketed. Uh, with regards to the rest of the site, I think uh, from talking with Larry Potterfield, we talked with him several times over the last several months until uh, the COVID crisis uh, came upon us. And so uh, we're interested in reopening some of those discussions. But uh, I think he has publicly said uh, back in December of last year that uh, he would now like to see that particular piece of property being developed as more as what I would kind of describe as a sports entertainment retail lodging complex. And so uh, we're really excited to see those plans. I've seen kind of a draft conceptual plan of what he plans. Uh, and uh, it's, it's really exciting to think about the fact that, uh, you know, we could have uh, a what, what I would probably call a regional sports facility uh, being built here in central Missouri that would attract a lot of the traveling teams. And so uh, he's trying to fill that gap with potentially baseball, soccer, basketball fields. Uh, and then to build all the various amenities uh, that would be necessary for those teams when they get here to Ashland, which would obviously include restaurants, uh, retail uh, facilities, gas stations, and most importantly, uh, some hotels, which obviously uh, would uh, complement people that stayed overnight for those types of activities and obviously would be a huge complement to uh, people utilizing the Columbia uh, as they're uh, coming in and out of Columbia. So yeah. we're really excited about that possibility and, uh, and as I said, hope to uh, uh, start up our conversations with him uh, about that again in the very, very near future. Yeah, yeah, well, that's impressive. It's, 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 uh, again, it adds to that quality of life in Southern Boone County that uh, I think uh, uh, is sometimes a challenge. But also, you know, um, there is not much in terms of retail activity, which uh, the type of activity that generates uh, sales taxes. And, of course, sales taxes for Columbia and Boone 
Boone County. You know, that's 70% of our general revenue. Uh, but you, you're at an extreme disadvantage in, in, um, uh, in Ashen because you don't have a lot of retail activity. And so that's, that's probably one of the things you struggle with most as a city manager. It certainly is. As, as you said, most small cities rely very heavily on sales tax. Uh, the majority of the property tax uh, goes to support schools, and we're no different in action than, than, than Columbia or any other city. So, uh, uh, yeah, basically enhancing the uh, sales tax base is critically important for Ashland if we continue to uh, maintain and improve the infrastructure that's so important to a growing community. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's. Uh, th- I think that's. Uh, that's- you know, that's something we're going to keep a real close eye on because um, one of the things that might be playing into that to your advantage is uh, a new development called Ashland Commons. Uh, and am I right? Is that about a 25 acre uh, development that's that's uh, under in, in the planning stages right now? It is. It's gone through uh, planning and zoning. Uh, Board of Aldermen a couple of months ago, I think back in February, approved the preliminary plat. Uh, we're waiting on the final plat to come to come together. But you're right; it's like a 26, 27 acre tract that is actually adjacent to the uh, YMCA that's being built uh, there on Main Street. So, uh, in terms of location, as you're traveling south on Henry Clay and take a right onto Liberty Lane, uh, Ashland Commons will be that 26 acre tract uh, at the intersection of Henry Clay and Liberty Lane. Uh, it's basically it's, it's, it's certainly a new develop, new type of development for Ashland. Uh, but certainly not uh, new to uh, many communities. I, I tell people that if they've driven by uh, the Cherry Hill development in Columbia uh, on Scott Boulevard, uh, which took place several years ago, uh, in many ways, uh, the Ashland Commons development that I'm talking about here uh, is a very similar in terms of the mix of development. Uh, we're talking about a mixture of commercial development, office development, and then stepping down to residential depart- uh, development, all within that same 26-acre tract. And so uh, that's certainly a different type of development that we haven't seen before. But uh, as, as I said, with the type of population that we have in Ashland, a lot of professionals working uh, maybe w- without families, uh, even though we have a lot without family, with families, uh, we do have a lot of uh, singles uh, professionals working uh, in Ashland. Uh, I'm sorry, living in Ashland and working in Columbia and Jeff City. So sometimes they don't want to invest $200,000, $300,000 in a traditional home. They would sooner have a smaller footprint of maybe 1,400, 1,500, 1,600 square feet uh, and have all the amenities they need right there within walking distance, uh, within biking distance. And so that's kind of the plan for Ashland Commons is to create uh, some of those smaller residential uh, developments uh, with all the amenities in place uh, so uh, that uh, transportation is not an issue. Yeah, that's a that's a game changer. And I think that's going to probably attract some uh, younger professionals uh, who right. um, uh, who maybe work in Jefferson City or uh, Ash. You know, one of the nice things about Ashton over the years is that you can have a, a spouse that works in Jeff City or a spouse that works in Columbia. And, and uh, uh, that's a great you know, midpoint uh, to travel. And, and so this kind of development is going to really serve that professional, that, that couple that uh, works in Columbia and Jeff city. So um, that's, a, that's, that's pretty cool. And uh, we have about uh, one minute left here, but, and we can talk more about this after um, okay. um, the, the break here, but uh, that's also going to be the site of the, the, perhaps the future city hall and police department, correct? 
It is. Uh, we have been ever since we realized that uh, Ashland Commons looked like it'd be a uh, pretty high potential to happen. Uh, we've been talking with the developer of that particular tract, and uh, they have agreed that once the final plan is approved by the Board of Aldermen, uh, they will donate two acres uh, to the city, which is really exciting. That saves us a lot of money, uh, and we will be uh, uh, constructing a new city hall and police facility uh, on that uh, particular yeah. development. Well, when we come back, when we come back from this break we'll uh, we'll talk more about the uh, future developments folks i promise you there's a lot of great stuff happening in ashland and and we'll have uh, several more items to talk about here when we come back we are visiting with tony st romain the city manager of ashland i'm fred perry this is hot talk 93.9 the eagle this station he's breaking down what's going on inside columbia it's fred perry on hot talk 93.9 the eagle and welcome back to the ceo roundtable fred perry your host this morning and we are visiting with tony st remain the city manager of ashland missouri and uh i'm sure if you've listened to the first two segments uh, you are learning a lot about ashton that uh, you probably didn't know uh tremendous uh developments uh opportunities uh going on and and uh uh so a lot of exciting things that uh tony i want to talk a little bit about probably what might be at least in my mind the the biggest news story coming out of ashton is the possibility that rankin technical college is going to uh build a campus in ashland and of course uh, we, this community, Columbia Boone County, uh, desperately needs vocational training, uh, a lot more than we currently have. Uh, and this is going to really fill a bill. Why don't you talk a little bit about this project? Yeah, this is a project that's been talked about for many, many years. Uh, and, you know, even w- when I was working in Columbia, uh, the need for uh, quality, skilled, trained workers, uh, uh, other than the traditional college degreed uh, individuals, I think has been long been recognized as a need for this area. And so uh, over the years, I know several uh, politicians, mayors, aldermen, uh, city administrator had visited Rankin Technical College and established a pretty good uh, relationship with them with the idea that if they ever decided that they want to expand, that Ashland might possibly be a good location for that. So in the last six months or so, uh, we've kind of ramped up those negotiations. Uh, Rankin does seem to be in the expansion mode right now. Uh, they're getting ready to do a grand, uh, uh, a groundbreaking ceremony in Troy, Missouri, uh, in early June of this year. So uh, they're definitely interested. And so we've had some pretty intense with discussions with them. Uh, visited Rankin Technical Technical College in the last couple of months. We've taken several several uh, of our aldermen and local business folks there. SBEDC, the Economic Development Council, Chamber of Commerce. They've all been very much involved in this. And so uh, we came to an agreement uh, with a memorandum of understanding uh, between uh, the partners, which in this case will be uh, the school district who are taking the lead on the project, uh, City of Ashland, and of course Rankin Technical College on what the responsibilities will be. But they're obviously very interested. Uh, We have spent the last several weeks putting together about a $7.3 million application uh, to EDA, which is the uh, Economic Development Authority of the federal government. Uh, They have some uh, funding available uh, through disaster recovery and through uh, the recent COVID crisis. And so we're very, very hopeful uh, that we will get that grant approved. We should know something in the next probably two months at the very latest. Uh, that'll probably about be in about an 85-15 match. 
uh, which means wow. uh, the EDA will be putting in 85% of the funding. Uh, the, all the partners will be putting in about 15%, uh, which we already have, thanks to contributions uh, from uh, Boone County. We appreciate uh, Fred and the commissioner's involvement in that, uh, City of Ashland and the school district. So uh, that's about a $1.1 million match when you have the contributions with the land value that uh, the school district has already acquired, about a five-acre site uh, on the uh, on the southeast uh, access road, uh, which is known as Perry Avenue, just south of Salters. Uh, so that'll be the proposed site. Uh, we've been working on a very detailed cost uh, estimate uh, to make sure that we can bring this budget within the $7.3 million will be allocated. Uh, we're feeling fairly comfortable for that. So right now we're just anxiously uh, have our fingers crossed and are anxiously anticipating word from EDA uh, that uh, our project will be approved and we can actually start work on making this a reality. Yeah, that's exciting. And that, that will be a huge development and, and uh uh, you know, just to, uh, provide the job training for so many, uh, skills, uh, and trades that we just don't, uh, uh, are so underserviced right now. So this is, uh, this is pretty cool and, and, uh, a very bold move and a big move. But, uh, to have that kind of assistance from the Economic Development Association, how do you pass that up? You know, that's, that's pretty well, impressive. You can. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a great model. I mean, everybody is certainly familiar with state tech and Lintech, uh, you know, which are traditional schools. So we certainly don't want to be competitive with them. And so, you know, we're, we're trying to craft a curriculum here that will be complementary to uh, what other technical schools are offering within this region. Uh, one of the things that we have found from talking with, uh, you know, Boone Hospital, University Healthcare, uh, the Missouri Hospital Association, is that you know there certainly still continues to be a, a lack of trained uh, nursing, uh, whether those be CNAs, LPNs, uh, RNs, or even, uh, you know, more recent careers in medical technology. So that seems to be a huge gap, and we think a large part of the curriculum that Rankin will offer will help fill that need, uh, along with uh, opportunities uh, to be trained in uh, construction trades, uh, which are definitely in need. We've had uh, several meetings with stakeholders in this region uh, attesting to the fact that we need a younger workforce to get interested in uh, professional building trades. And so, you know, not every kid that goes through school uh, wants to necessarily go go to college. And so this will be an opportunity uh, that uh, that those kids will have to uh, be trained in a skill. And once they graduate, uh, to actually get into a very, very, very well-paying job uh, uh, in that particular industry. Yeah. I'm sure, as, as our listeners would agree with me, uh, as the more and more I hear about Ashland and the things that are happening in Southern Boone County, you know, I'm, I'm starting to think of Ashland as the little city that could one of the things that I that you know um that that just really impresses me is that you know you got to have a vision and you know Ashland is a city that currently has no hotels no motels uh but you have a some some legislation uh, sponsored by Sarah Walsh our state representative down there from the 50th district uh moving through the Jefferson City legislature right now uh for right. a hotel lodging tax in in Ashland uh, that's uh that's thinking big talk a little bit about that legislation well, that's a big deal. Uh, it really is. Uh, you know, people, when they think about Ashland, they don't realize. Well, let me let me phrase it this way. People ask me when I moved to, when I took this job in Ashland. Oh, you know, this has got to be a breeze compared to uh, working for the city of Columbia. Well, I have news for people. It's it's not as easy as you would think. Right. Uh, managing a small city certainly has its problems. And the major problem that we have right now, as we've talked about already, is kind of the lack of resources and sales tax base that we have right now. We have to offer all the same services as the city of Ashland. 
and uh, you know we're a water provider sewer provider have to maintain all our streets roads uh and so uh it's, it's quite a challenge and uh you know, one of the things, as you said, we do have to have that vision. And, and speaking with uh, developers like uh, Larry Potterfield for the Cartwright Technology, talking about his vision, uh, we also have another development uh, that's poised to start breaking ground sometime this year on the east side of Highway 63, known as East Ashland Plaza. You know, at some point in time, we realize we're going to have some hotels. Mm-hmm. And uh, having that hotel lodging tax uh, is going to be a great addition to our revenue base. Uh, for the city of Ashland. Uh, you know, right now, in terms of the general fund, uh, which is used for administration, for law enforcement, uh, for roads, that only brings in about $1.2 million a year uh, to fund all of that sort of stuff. If we could get three hotels uh, in Ashland, which I think is a reasonable possibility, and based upon a, an occupancy rate of about 63%, which seems to be about the average, uh, and using a room rate of somewhere around $110, $120 a, a, a room per mm-hmm. night, Mm-hmm. You know, we're looking at about an income of around five to six hundred thousand dollars a year uh, for the city of Ashland. That's about fifty percent of what's currently being generated for the city of Ashland in terms of tax. So that's huge in terms of being able to, as I said, address a lot of the infrastructure issues that we currently face. Yeah, you know, one of the things about the expansion of Columbia Regional Airport, of course, we have a new terminal that's being planned. Right. And ground will break later this year, but you know, they have these early morning uh, six a.m. flights uh, go to mm-hmm. you know three different destinations and. And, you know, that's that, you know, the idea of having a hotel out there where you can just be within a few minutes of the of the airport for that early, early flight. uh, If you're traveling in or out of Columbia, uh, that's a that's a huge bonus to be able to have hotel rooms right there at that uh, at the airport. It's huge, and as you know, with all the ball games that we have, if we ever get back to ball games again in in Columbia with yeah. the Tigers, uh, mm-hmm. all the hotels in Columbia are sold out, and so people are staying away, away as far as Boonville and Jefferson City. It would sure be nice to have a hotel uh, ten minutes from Columbia. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about uh, the the what I refer to as the Richardson Tract over there on uh, Route Y. Uh, you, yeah. you you said you had what's the name of it? Uh, I'm getting a wrong it's name called- here. It's called East Ashland Plaza. All right. Tell us about that development. We've seen streets have gone in. Uh, It looks like there's a lot of activity over there. What's happening? There is. It's about a 28-acre development uh, that's going to consist of about 14 commercial sites. Uh, As you said, it's right there on the uh, southeast corner of the interchange of Route Y and Highway 63. Uh, People will have noticed uh, in the last month uh, there's been a little bit of an access, a little bit of a bypass on Highway Y that's being built by the developer, and that's being built uh, to basically reroute traffic as they start to install this month uh, a roundabout on uh, on Highway Y. Uh, So that That'll be our, let's see, that'll be our fifth roundabout in Ashland, I believe. I think we'll end up with more roundabouts per capita than Ashland, <laughs> Columbia by the time this is over. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, it's, a, it's an exciting development. Uh, uh, talking to the developer and to the realtor that's handling that particular development uh, of the 14 sites, I believe they have about 11 under contract already. They're scheduled wow. to close fairly shortly. So we're really looking forward to seeing some building site plans coming in uh, this summer and work starting hopefully later this year. That's impressive. 11 out of 14. Wow. Wow, I had no idea. Well, that's great. That's that's a big step in the right direction, and that'll generate some uh, some badly needed uh, uh, sales tax revenue for you. I would hope. 
certainly will. Yeah, that's good. Good. Well, you know, one of the things, as many things that Ashland has going for, you know, with the new restaurants and all of these developments we've been talking about, all the housing, uh, Ashland kind of has a little bit of a curb appeal problem. And uh, I know that you all have recently launched a beautification effort. Uh, you've got a, a big new roundabout going in there at uh, your your primary intersection there in town. Uh Talk about uh, the beautification effort and what you're hoping to accomplish there. Well, back when I was working for Columbia, I uh, was very involved in the, in, the, in the setup and establishment of what was known in Columbia as the Downtown Leadership Council, which was kind of a, a, a group of uh, affected stakeholders, everything from local business owners to uh, the colleges, to the city, to the county. Uh, that work of the Leadership Council in Columbia has continued on and is making some huge strides in, in uh, making Columbia, uh, downtown Columbia especially, a, a more viable uh, an exciting place to build to be. So, my my goal with the with what we're calling the Broadway Beautification Task Force, which uh, our Board of Aldermen approved uh, a few months ago, uh, was to put together about an eleven member group, uh, which they appointed. As I said, I think it was back in January of this year. So we have members from the uh, Chamber of Commerce, uh, the Southern Boone Economic Development Commission, uh, Southern Boone School District, uh, the Ashland Parks Board, and several other members that kind of represent a cross-section of, of property owners in the downtown area. So we have residential, commercial, retail, and service providers on that particular task force. And what we have basically charged them with is, first of all, uh, trying to determine what the boundaries uh, for this Broadway corridor will be. It doesn't necessarily have to be a Broadway. So they're in the process of doing that. And uh, a lot of their work has been stymied by the uh, COVID crisis. So we're going to start meeting again. They only had two meetings so far but they will start meeting again here this next month. And uh, part of their mission is to kind of evaluate and uh, recommend ways that they can improve the corridor, whatever that happens to be, you know, basically trying to establish a sense of place, uh, improve the attractiveness, uh, walkability, some of the public spaces, street lighting, cleanliness, uh, working towards putting on more marketing and events, uh, looking at, at building facades, uh, creating a street that's safe uh, and healthy, and basically communing the importance of the area to Ashland and tourists, why yeah. you should come to Ashland. So yeah. uh, it's, an ex- it's an exciting project. It is. And Tony, <laughs> I tell you what, we are out of time, but boy, that, it's just, uh, you've got to catch our breath here. It's been such an um, amazing story, but congratulations to you on the good work you're doing in Ashland, and congratulations to the citizens of Southern Moon County. That's something to be proud of. Thank you for your time, Tony, this morning. Good to have you on the Thank air you. with us. All right. You too. I'm Fred Perry. We're wrapping up here, folks. We'll see you next Saturday morning. This is the CEO Roundtable on Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. This city is my city and I love it.